Good evening and welcome to the Laugh and Monkey Music Show. Tell Ivan Jurgen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You may know him from Die Krups, but he's in uh, you're the band Male, but you're also you do a lot of production work. You work for Cleopatra Records. That's right. And so you do a lot of stuff. You're very busy. And, and, and you, even though you still do production, I see your band is always putting out music. That's right. Touring and stuff. So I wanted to catch up with you a little bit and kind of talk about what's going on with you and the band and, you know, catch up on, on what's going on, man. Sounds good. So I've noticed during the pandemic, you've actually, Dead Krupp has actually had a couple albums. Keep pumping. Nothing slowed you down. No. <laughs> I mean, I actually used the opportunity to, uh, you know, get something done and uh, record an album. You know, it was an album of all covers. And, um, but, you know, it it's, was... It's so fun. It was fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was fun. And, uh, you know, I'm the only guy here in the, in, in the, in the U.S. So, um, I mean, I pretty much, you know, pumped that one out by myself. Uh, so the other guys weren't really part of it, but I mean, you know, it was released under the name of Cropes because, you know, it's I'm you. the original founder, member, you know, so yeah. yeah. It's, it makes yeah. sense. It's you. Yeah, that's right. The, the, some of the songs you chose is pretty funny. Like the first song, you know, uh, the, you know, song, uh, with the number one song in heaven, my favorite song yes. in heaven. Yes. That's, I love the irony in it. I love, it's fun. I love this. I like your song choices. Um, I think it's really funny as you do Maryland Dreams. Maryland Dreams, so, B movie. Maryland, yes. That's great. It's funny. It was uh, actually, uh, uh, that was a, a song that I've always wanted to cover yeah. for a very long time. And I actually had it, uh, like, you know, I was working on it like five, six years ago. And I never finished it. And then when they, this idea ca- uh, came up about, you know, doing a covers album, uh, I thought that was a pro- perfect opportunity, you know, to include it. So. Yeah, I love it. It's probably like one of my favorite songs right now on that album. Awesome. And I love you. You're fun. You're fun with like um, picking iconic other pieces of music and your album covers and your titles and your art. You kind of have fun with it. You don't take it too serious. You're very creative right. about it. You know. Right. One of the things. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, the, please. The thing is, you know, uh, doing covers is a challenge. You know, depending on what you what you touch, what you don't want to touch. Because of course, you know, I have I have some favorite artists that um, I was thinking of doing cover of their music, but yeah. in the end, I decided, you know, I better not touch it. You know, <laughs> that's like like for example, Bowie. I could not imagine which song to crucify to make it, you know, work. I could I, not. Off the top of my head, I was I would say Fame, but I've heard Fame done a lot lately, though. No, I, I don't. I don't think I could do a fame version. Well, you would know better style. than me. I'm to say that would be my guess. I could hear it. Right. That would be the you know. Yeah, I mean it's a great song. I mean, it, I mean he's got so many great songs, but I could yeah. not find one that I you know would want to touch and uh, you know put my stamp on it and 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 feel good about it. Right. I just didn't think I would give it you know could do it justice, and uh, then I wouldn't touch it. You know. So all the other tracks, I mean, you know, it, it took a while to come up with a list of, of tracks that would work in this mm-hmm. context. But, um, yeah, some artists I just didn't want to touch, you know. Because well, it, Devo, Devo is a, is a, feels like it was a no-brainer for you. You're, you're, you know, it's clearly your love for the band. You're, you know, right. when you do that one, it's pretty fun. You know? Yeah, it was fun to do. I mean, that was actually one of the 
the fastest songs, uh, uh, you know, it was done like one day, I think. And, you know, it just came naturally. I mean, that was one of the, the tracks that came really, you know, yeah, you know, really easily. <laughs> and it's great because Devo does the same thing to other artists, too, that they that they like. They Devo the, the songs, too. So it's totally right. Right, right in that swim lane for them, you know what I mean? And for you to do right. that. Um, it's called Vision 2020. Vision 2020, okay. That album, though, was all original. It was. That and it was very, and I love that one too. Now, the only thing is, like, so when you're doing so many albums out and your touring is not full on, A, because of the pandemic, and also because you, you work as a producer, so your schedule right. isn't like just an artist that just gets to tour, and it's all, you know, tour, album, tour. Right. How do you find the balance between creating music, producing other people's music, finding time to tour, finding time to put down, you put out a million albums too. So, I mean, you're just a machine. Well, the thing is, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, I try to keep the balance right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I like to uh, work for, you know, like do productions for, for other people. Like, mm-hmm. like play path for records, basically, you know, that I'm employed with. I work on a lot of different types of projects, which, you know, I like challenges. Yeah. So it goes between, you know, like right now I'm working on a, on a Phil Linnet album, uh, unreleased stuff that, you know, he didn't complete after, I mean, before his uh, passing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just finished the uh, Anne Margaret album. Anne Margaret, the, you know, the yeah. actor's uh, singer with lots of, uh, you know, name artists, I mean, famous people like Pete Townsend and, uh, you know, uh, uh, guys from the Stray Cats and, and, you know, just to name a few. Um, and uh, also, you know, like like rap, like uh just finished the uh, uh, well. Is it? We just finished, but I mean, there's like some some rap artists uh, that that we, uh, me and my my partner, my production partner, yeah. worked on for Cleopatra, and uh, I mean, that, so basically the spectrum of music is very wide. You know, it's like a, it's it's incredibly wide, and I and I like that challenge, and you know, to work on my own stuff is. Um, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's like a, it's a, it's a little hard to get back into that groove. On the <laughs> other hand, sometimes it's a relief depending on yeah. what I'm doing. So, well, and, and I actually like that balance. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a Libra, so to me, I, as very, I am too, very uh, variation, right? What's your birthday? October second. Uh, mine is twelve. So it's pretty close. But my sh- my show though is all different types of artists and genres because uh, I can't do the same thing. It's just boring, right? right. You know? Exactly, exactly. You know, it's so inspiring. I mean, I like that balance, you know, and and, and uh, you know, and touring. I love the, um, you know, the contact with the audience. I like the interaction, and um, you know, but the thing is, I'm glad that we don't do these excessive tours that we used to do back in the '90s, like be on tour six, seven, eight months out of the year. That sounds awful um, that to me. That was just too much. You know, because I mean, you, you're without privacy. You're always trapped on this, I call it submarine on wheels, you know, and there's no escape. You know, you're just always trapped with the same people. You can't just do what you want. So going on tour for a month, which we'll be doing next month, yeah. uh, Frontline Assembly and the Corrupts, we're, we're basically going on a, a double headliner tour in Europe next month. That's a great That's line. fine. 
That's yeah, it's loud. great. I mean, it should be a great tour. So that's yeah. that's good, you know. And also, you know, we're good friends with them. So um, I really enjoy that. But I would not want to be on tour for a very long period of time anymore, you know. I, I mean, as much as I like it, but I prefer my my work in the studio, being at home and, uh, you know, doing my thing. I hear you. I hear you. Like, yeah. I remember, like, when you were 18, I'm like, yeah, touring's yeah. great. And as I got older, I'm thinking, man, I wouldn't want to be on tour like those guys. Like, that's, right. like, a, that's like a young person's game. That's like an 18-year-old right. <laughs> that hasn't seen the world, and you know. I mean, I still feel young. But the thing is, you know, it's just when you when you have, when you know you have all kinds of other stuff do, uh, to do. And the thing is, you know, I never slow down. Like, for example, when I'm on tour, I always bring all my recording gear. I mean, whatever. I have, you know, the, my, my, my uh, portable recording yeah. gear and I still I keep working for Cleopatra I still you know like on the bus while we're traveling I have my stuff set up in the in the back lounge or the top lounge you know and, and I keep working there you know while we were traveling so I never slow down yeah it's good it's, it's it's cool but I mean it, it's not like working in the studio where I have all my stuff around me you know that's just as perfect as it gets because I have all the stuff that I need and it's it's uh, you know it's good when you when you do a production and you just have to basically open the drawers and pull out what you need you know what i mean rather than uh, when you kind of limited restricted to what you can actually bring on tour and you know you have to juggle you know the the, the jobs with what you got there you know so I'm yeah i would think that for you to do production for other people you'd want to have as many things to have access to but if you're a songwriter right. sometimes not having a lot of extra distractions or tools could help you focus up on the song and then you could add on stuff later. That's but true. If you try to work on other people's stuff, then it would be more cumbersome. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Because you know, on tour while I'm on tour and work for Cleopatra, I mean, I only have like, you know, limited access to my stuff. So, whatever you know, I I I'm able to bring on tour. But uh, I mean, usually it works out. But it's still you know, I prefer to have all my stuff around me. I mean, it's the more paintbrushes you have as an artist, the better you're gonna feel. The more you can kind of throw something in later on if somebody needs it, you know? You know? Right, right. Exactly. I am looking behind you. What do we got for guitars? I am that white one. What is that? It's a it's a uh, super David Bowie. That is nice. That is super nice. What's that black one behind you? The other one? Uh, it's a Gretsch. It's a... Yeah, it's, it's a Gretsch. Um, you know, Very sweet. With the Bigsby? Yeah. Bigsby, yep. Yeah, yeah. There's a few guitars I need still need to get. One's gonna be I want to get I do I want to get I want to get a Gretsch Hollow Body with Big Speed. I want to get a an SG. Those are the two right. holdouts for me. I, <laughs> I, I have some SGs here in my other room and and a and a Gretsch sixty one twenty the Eddie Cochran model. Oh, that's yep. beautiful. That's really nice with the P ninety in the front and mean the neck pickups. Uh, oh, nice. The P ninety. Yeah, it's very nice. The um, you do. Actually, what I was going to ask you about was the, what about the Metallica album? You guys, you're so very, very relevant. You know that big Metallica what was it called the, the the Black Album, the big anniversary. You guys got called and you, you did uh, a song on there, right? How did uh, that happen getting you involved? Yeah. Oh, how we how we got involved? You mean the yeah. uh, how it all came about? Well, the thing is, we. Well, I have to go back way back because the original idea was back in the late eighties, like around eighty eight, that I wanted to merge electronic music and metal. 
Mm-hmm. I was producing uh, metal bands at the time. I had a record label specialized in like crossover and thrash metal, um, and uh, which was called Atom Age. And and yeah. I wanted to because you know I was producing some of those bands, and then Accuser, one of those bands was amazing. I mean, their their guitarists they played like clockwork. It was so such you know. I mean, great uh, guitar players. They were very precise. And they played to the uh, click like tracks like yeah. like machines, super tight. And uh, listening to them, I was like, "How would that sound if I would merge that with my sequencers? You know, with the with the machines." And so I, I started, you know, playing all these ideas, and also, you know, this metal machine music, yeah. Lou Reed album, the title was always in the back of my, my head. I was always kind of playing off this idea and trying to figure out what to do with it. Because Lou Reed's Metal Machine music album was a big influence on our first album, the Stahlberg Symphony, which was like Lou Reed's album, was just basically, you know, uh, a whole album of nothing but pure noise, like atonal, you know, noise. Right. In a way. <laughs> I mean, to me it was music, but, you know, it was... Basically, it was experimental, uh, uh, non-structured. I mean, like structured, but not like uh, song structured music. Right. It's not like you're so, gonna take a cruise um, in the car on a Sunday and pop in. You know. Right. You right. The, you, yeah, got, you have to be in a mindset for that album. That's right. That's right. But I mean, it, it was basically like a true industrial album. Right. You know, not like you know, just some putting some distortion on the vocals and you know having a, a, a you know distorted drum beat or something, which you know, people here in the states associated with with uh, industrial <laughs> later like 10 years later because the shopping company you know was created in, in 1980 so when basically when the band was founded and uh yeah so that was a big influence the the metal machine music idea of lou reed um and then when you know i was doing these these metal albums the title was still in the back of my, my, my head it was always playing around with it so at some point, I tried to put the two together. There were two different approaches. One was uh, basically having uh, metal guitars play along to the sequencers. The other idea was to create uh, metal songs, like, for example, Metallica's or Slayer's songs, with only keyboards. So, and... There was a, a, an original version of Metal Machine Music that had excerpts from uh, Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, and, it, and, and that was actually released as a supplement of, uh, for a magazine in 89. And then, uh, so this whole thing was, you know, you know, further, you know, like, you know, different, like I said, like different songs uh, were created and at some point uh we decided to do a whole tribute to metallica because they were getting really popular and we thought you know that was would actually be a good way of introducing this idea mm-hmm. to a bigger audience and see what happens you know what, what people think about it so we did this whole album of uh, metallica covers and uh, the funny thing is that i got uh, a call from peter paterno uh who was metallica's manager at the time I think he still is. I'm not sure, but um, he he said that the band loves our album 
and he would try to uh, get us a deal in the U.S. Nice. So I remember that. I do remember that my friend actually had asked me about this too. Yeah. And he he had brought the album. He's the one who turned me on to you guys, and he played that album. He was like, check this out because we love Metallica. He goes, I love these guys. I love Metallica. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was really funny because I mean, actually, it was Lars and Kirk who liked it. The other two guys, I'm not sure, too sure about. I think they were a little bit more uh, traditional, yeah. you know, in their in their tastes. But um, yeah, so I mean, they uh, we got a deal with Hollywood Records at the time, and uh, everything, uh, you know, happened from there. I mean, it was like in the states, you know, the album did quite well, and then we got signed to Cleopatra Records with the next album, and so on and so on. So um, yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was a it was a an experiment, so to speak, you know, like a lot of stuff that we did. And uh, it was interesting that all these different approaches, I mean, the other approach, like I said, the, the you know, metal guitars uh, merged with the uh, sequencers, the, the hard electronics also did really well. Like, you know, all these tracks, like from metal machine music, the way it was conceived in the end and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, to the hills and all these tracks, they did really well. I mean, we were like, you know, top 20 with all the albums from then on in the U.S. Uh, actually, in the U.S., we did well with Machineries of Joy. It was number 10 in the Billboard dance charts here in the U.S. So that was our big, our first big hit. <laughs> and then from there on, you know, we yeah, just went up. So, yeah. Well, I, I liked you guys. I always thought you guys were the originators, you and a lot of other German techno-type keyboard music synth bands from the 80s. It's really where I feel like the explosion came from that influenced bands like Nine Inch Nails, like all the ones. You guys were the originals coming in, bringing right. that out to me. And it's no disrespect to anybody else. That's where I always saw it from because clearly you could just look at the timeline and be like, what exactly. came first, the chick or the egg? It's, you know. We started um, doing this thing like, you know, like alongside with Duff, you know, they were friends of ours. And, uh, you know, Gabi Delgado, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine from the old, you know, from punk days, like from, you know, when I had my punk band in, in, the, in the, you know, the 70s. And, um, you know, we both started going into this direction where we replaced the, you know, guitars uh, with uh, keyboards. And, and like, Barabat Varalone, our first single, uh, was basically, you know, EBM. What, B- yeah. or what EBM, what EBM, you know, because the term had been, you know, I don't think there was a term for any of the music you guys did. You guys created like, yeah. a, did you guys do like a right. million different genres of keyboard style music before right. it was a thing? Right, right. So the thing is, uh, we we always kind of, you know, experimented. You know, we were trying to be innovative and do things that nobody's done before, or touched before, and uh, you know, it was just uh, something that. I, I mean, I always, you know, after this whole thing with the with the punk band, I wanted to do something that would um, kind of reinvent the wheel. You know, that was kind of the idea mm-hmm. behind it. You know, like with the Stavik Symphony, the Stillman Symphony, the the pure industrial album, which industrial music, the the term hadn't been invented yet. I mean, I know there was industrial records. You know, Throwing right. Gristle did that, um, but. Um, you know, but there was no like industrial music, like what you know we call, but you know right. it is nowadays. Um, there was no like EBM when we did Ahmed Barlone. There was no um, industrial metal when we did uh, when we put out the first 
album after the you know like in 1990 the first i mean album the one album came out mm -hmm. which was not the first album but the first album uh where we merged the guitars and, and the electronics um and uh so i mean all these terms i mean they hadn't been you know people hadn't come up with these terms before we we did all this music so but that was that was actually the idea you know to to always be innovative you know with the corpse that was the idea, you know, to, to do something that was uh, always original and, and didn't follow in footsteps of other people, you know, what, what other people did. So that, that's it, you know, that was the concept. What's great is, and if you look on any of the digital sites, you'll see your albums and you'll see it be like, they all have different terms and they're all different dates. It's not like you went through a phase where you're like electronic, it's like, they, have all different, they, they may give it different titles, you know, metal, this, this and that. But your albums, you're still not doing, you're still doing whatever you want to do. You're still not going like, and I can either imagine, like, you have your fans, your fans know what they're going to get. But it's got to be confusing right. for a marketer. I love the marketer's got to be like, wait, what are, you, are we a metal band? Are we an electronic band? What, what is this album going to be next time? How can I market it to was, this audience? That's right. It was so funny because depending on which country you went to, right. you, I mean, we were either in the alternative section, or we were in the metal section, or we were in right. the electronic section. I mean, it was hilarious. You know, because, you know, depending on how we were marketed, you know, we were we landed in different sections, you know, I mean, but you see, but that's the interesting thing about it, you know, because we were not, you know, we were not one of those bands that we, we hash what, what, you know, right. what we were doing in the past, you know, because it, obviously there are a lot of bands out there that do exactly that. They stick with one formula and they, huh? you know, do it until you, you know, you want to throw up, you know, and hearing it. And uh, I mean, of course, we have our, you know, the, 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 with, it's all within a certain framework. I mean, you're not going to hear us doing some, some hip hop or whatever, you know, at some point. Well, you but, never know. I mean, <laughs> well, you never know. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, but we, I mean the thing is, what we may, may do or what we have done in the past, actually, was, you know, we brought in artists from different genres, right. like we did on the rem final remixes to actually show how our music would work in a different context. You know, I like that approach, but I mean, us going rap or hip hop, I mean. No, I don't, I don't mean like that. I meant like the influence of, you right. know what you guys are gonna do. Cause I mean, if you think about it, and I'm, like I said, like you were doing, let's say like, like electronic, we really want to title it that, <laughs> the day, but then you have like, you know, like Ministry came out and they were more of electronic dance type. Oh yeah. France band, totally. but they, but, but Al kind of went hardcore with it. And right. stayed that track, and you guys went. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and you keep doing right. that. And there's no right. wrong for either either view, but as a fan, it's fun, you know, to listen to like I don't know what the next album's going to be. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. Like That's either right. it's the it's covers it's... or this. Like I'm like talking right. about all these different albums because they're all in my head. I'm like I don't know where to go with all this. Right, right. But see, the the, the thing is, um, because we have covered so much ground. We can. We have a very broad spectrum to to choose from where to right. go with the next album, and um, <clears throat> like I said, I mean to me, it's also very interesting because every album has a slightly different approach or mm -hmm. more radical approach, you know, um, and and that what keeps it interesting, and that's I think one of the reasons why we're still around because we never get bored of it. See what I mean? Because a lot of people, like you know, if you have to stick with a certain formula when you when you when your music like you know let's say you stand for a certain 
type of music, like you are the EBM band or the hardcore band or the whatever, you know, you the, the audience will never accept you changing and you know, yeah. so and and I I could not live with that. I mean I like to be uh you know in in uh well I like to I like my freedom. <laughs> right. I like my freedom, you know, within my world and uh that I created. And and I think we created so much uh, different uh, uh, music that we can actually, yeah. you know, do this until the end of days. I think you mapped out a situation without realizing it, the perfect situation now, because now now promotion isn't the same. You can just go on your right. website. You can go on social media. We, you and I are talking now about electronica, right. about metal, about you do whatever. Before, right. you had people had to silo everybody and they had these rules like what are you guys we're a music you know what i mean nice. and that you were like but you didn't let that stop you you just kept doing different things anyhow right. and now right. you push through it and you're established and now you guys do whatever you want still and you don't have to worry about that but see it's, it's kind of similar to how it was in the beginning right. because in the beginning when all these terms industrial ebm and all this stuff have not been Invented yet or whatever, you know, this these, these genres uh, didn't exist. Um, you were just doing your thing, you know. There was no such thing as you know putting a label on something because that wasn't really a label. I mean, it was all like maybe under the you know umbrella of like new wave or whatever, you know. But Alternative. It, it, yeah, it was changed not, around, yeah. Yeah, but but it wasn't really you know categorized like it is nowadays. So that's why you know what we're doing now is more like what we were doing in the in the beginning. You know, we can we just do our thing, and uh, you know we don't have to really stick with any kind of uh, like like with any direction. You know, but like I said, it's all within the framework of what we're doing and have created in the past. You know, and we may branch out more, right. but it's still you know it, it's it it will you know somehow fit the decrypt concept because that's what it, what it's supposed to be you know? and, and you're not dated either like you can continue playing until your last breath your songs you've that's you right have, you, you have a set that you can do you know as long as you can keep moving around you know right and the interesting thing is too you know that um you know a lot of bands they <laughs> that have been around for a long time i mean they 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 uh, turn out to be like karaoke machines playing their old hits well, the thing is with our music, um, what we notice or what, what you know has been really a pleasure for me to you know find out is that actually songs from the last albums have become bigger in you know with the with the with our audience than old stuff that you know we consider classics like like Fatherland, Machineries of Joy, To the Hills, and all that stuff. There's actually a lot of stuff on the new of the last albums. That did really, really well with the crowd. Like when we play live, I mean, stuff like Robo Sapien, uh, The Anvil, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Nazis on Speed, or uh, you know, like uh, Vision Twenty Twenty Vision. Those songs have become mainstays of the of the live uh, uh, set list, and you know, they actually play those at the end of the the set nowadays because they are you know audience favorites. It's great. That's you know, we don't have to stick with all with the old stuff. You know, it's it's just awesome. But I do have to ask this question though: do you, Is it because the type of music you've created and your own, your own, pretty much your own genre, 
that is ageless and you have new younger fans coming right. in. Whereas I think there's a lot of older bands, rock is easy to talk about, that you say feel like karaoke or doing old stuff because, and a lot of them say, some of them say, why do new music? Because they don't care and we can't play new music. A lot of them want to play music, but the older fans are not as forgiving. And so right. my question is, do you think because you have more younger fans coming in, that we're hearing fresh music, it's their music now. So like you have, it's like a, a constant thing going where you're, you're just keeping it fresh, where it's not like you had a, a, a time. You're still having your time. You know right. I mean? I, the thing is, we still have newer fans, I mean, younger fans come in, right. come to our shows. That's that's one thing. But the other thing, I I think that the new songs are pretty damn good. And they just, you know, they can really, you know, they can really compete with the old stuff. So that's, you know, I think the, the main reason because um, sounds like I just said um, they really have um, enough potential to uh, you know yeah be you know hits in their own right you know they don't right. I mean you know Machinery's Joy and all that stuff I mean they were big in, in you know back in the, in the late eighties nineties and so on but um, times change you know people's uh, uh, tastes also change a bit. And so the new stuff, I think, um, it hit a nerve. I mean, it really, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's music for now, you know, that, that people can, uh, I guess, you know, appreciate still. You know, well, I and, think that's that like, you've created a, a, a musical vocabulary of different stuff. Like, if I want to listen to you, I can't be like, it's, I'm in a techno mood. Like, I can say, which album am I going to listen to, to which mood I'm in? which time right. period like i can listen to, i was just listening to you know 2020 to like two days ago and then i was listening to something older technically you know like two weeks ago like there's right. no time period or style of music right. that predates or postdates you it's more about what mood am i in right. to hear one of the albums which is something right. that a lot of artists because of the types of music or the audience age or how the industry is hasn't been that lucky you know you've right. really hit a sweet spot for you guys which is great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel good about what we're doing, how we've done it. We have never reached like, you know, a level of, you know, some of the other, these other bands, but that's okay with me because I always did what, or we always did what, you know, we felt like doing what we wanted to do. We never sold out. We never, you know, uh, did what the market uh, dictated, mm -hmm. you know, we're doing our thing and uh, we've created, you know, a lot of these genres or helped create them. And it feels good. It feels good to well, you know, to have that kind of uh, uh, what do you want to call it? The uh, um, yeah, be in that position, basically. You know, it's great. I mean, so, it's it's, yeah. it's it's special because I, like I said, I don't think a lot of artists can get there. And I think a lot of artists would love to be that way, and maybe they just have to do certain songs because you know it's still playing music and it's good. But a lot of them are like, right. man, I wish I could play some more new music or just totally throw out the old covers or the old this song and the old that and let's do all originals because right. it's exciting. But right. the audience isn't as forgiving. So, you know, there's that. But then there's the fact that, I mean, you've as you create your own stuff, like I can tell you, like, a huge or, or lasting or, I mean, ever since like my, you know, Dan played for me the, the Metallica version of that and the other stuff, I went back from then. I've been listening to you through the years and still go back from old stuff to new stuff. You know what I mean? It's always, right. you stayed, you stayed as a solid band. You haven't gone away or come back or whatever. You've just always been there. 
just creating right. and doing whatever you want to do. You know. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we took two breaks, actually, between 85 and 89, and one between, 2000, what was it, 97 and 2005. So we did take two breaks. The first one, uh, because I was really frustrated with the way things were going at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an album uh, in the works, Entering the Arena, yep. which was never completed. What was released was basically rough mixes of a half-finished album. Really? So that really frustrated me because we were in, in England. We were recording with Zeus. Uh, he held. Mm-hmm. He was a producer, actually, from he's from Germany. He used to be in a band called Birth Control. And he went to England and became a pretty famous producer at the time. He was still uh, producing uh, Dead or Alive, uh, Transmission Vamp, and so on. And and he was working on our album. And um, we were, like, halfway through the album. And uh, we had to take a break because some other band was booked into the studio. So we went back to, to Germany. And uh, he did some rough mixes for us um, of what we've recorded so far. And that was not the finished production. It was just what had been recorded to that point. So we went back to Germany. And then we got a call like a week later that the label, Static Records, actually went out of business. They went bankrupt. So the production couldn't be completed as planned. And Virgin which uh, Static was a subdivision of, mm-hmm. basically decided to just release what, you know, what was there. So they took the tapes without, you know, even asking us or, you know, giving us a chance to complete the album or finish those mixes or anything and just put it out like it was. And that was, I, I was so pissed about it that I decided I'm not, I'm not going to continue. I wanted to take a break, and that's what I did for four years. And that's when I went into that whole metal, you know, that new uh, metal, uh, you know, you know, thrash metal crossover yeah. genre. It was really interesting to me because it kind of reminded me of the early punk days. Were yeah. like, I never liked this, this, you know, of course, heavy metal, you know, that hairspray metal. I fucking hated that. Okay, mm-hmm. so but that whole thrash metal stuff, and then. Uh, you know the the idea, you know how the, the approach, uh, you know it was very you know indie and and cool alternative. You know. So that's why I did my did my uh, record label uh, at the time, um, and and production work for for metal bands, and um, then in '89, of course, we picked up again, and then in '97 when we took the other break, that was after all this excessive excessive touring. When we were actually sick of each other, sick of seeing each other, we didn't want to see each other anymore. You know, I can see that. So we, we just had to take a break. I mean, we couldn't, you know, go on. I mean, also, you know, there was was a lot of, as I heard later, because I'm, I'm a, you know, total straight edge guy. I've never taken drugs, never smoked, uh, never drank anything. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm totally straight edge since birth. And I heard later that, you know, because. The band was kind of splitting apart, you know. There was drifting apart. There were like two, two, uh, you know, two two bands, more or less, you know. And uh, that was because I heard later that there was a lot of drugs going around on the tour bus, mm-hmm. you know. That other, you know, part of the band, 
Um, so I think that also, you know, created that gap and made it bigger. And so we just have to take a break. And then when we started again in 2005, things have come down. Everybody, you know, had to, Clearly. you know, grown up a bit more. And, uh, you know, things picked up from there. And, and the newer lineup, you know, helped also, you know. And and like I said, and uh, yeah, and, and, and these days we have the perfect lineup. I have to say, you know, we're really happy with the lineup. We get along great. Uh, we're actually happy to go on tour, see each other. You know, also, you know, it helps that we don't see each other all the time, of course. I think that's great. I, I, yeah. I think about that, those tours. I'm like, you know what? I couldn't drive myself across country without being sick of myself. I couldn't imagine <laughs> being with other people or other people having to be with me. Exactly. And I can't take, take care of myself sometimes. I, you know, so right. the idea of being trapped in any vehicle with anybody, you know. It's, it's crazy. because It's a Europe, nightmare. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, in Europe, you don't just have like, Single deckers, you have double deckers, which means you have 18 people on the bus, and all cramped into this. You know, I mean, steadily like shaking. You know, bus. You know, like trying to sleep. You know, some people party, other people want to have the peace and quiet. You know, and then there's constant moving of the bus. You know, and they're trying to get some sleep. You know, and rest. And it's it's it's, it's hard. You know, I can tell you. But um, these days, you know, they've calmed down quite a bit. So it's okay. Maturity. It's okay. Everyone's catching yeah, up to you and keeping clean and kind of realizing, you know. But that's why you can remember all the dates and all this information because you were clear-headed, you know. Everything. Everything. I can remember everything. Yeah. See, and, and like like when you say your first breakup, like to not know about it, just following and listen to like get the, the CDs and tapes at the time because there wasn't the internet and there wasn't such great bits of information you don't right. really get aware of the whole, like, what's going on? Are they taking a break? Is it really break? Because you just hear, you know, this and that. It wasn't like right. nowadays on a metal site, right. you're like, bam, the news is right there, right. you know? Right. So to me, not following it, like, some bands, in, actually, a lot of, I, I, I could be wrong, I think a lot of European bands last longer, but they've also taken just breaks, and not maybe a breakup, just breaks between whether it's the, the industry, they're like, you know what, it's not really good for us right now. Let's take a breather. Let's take right. a creative break. Let's do something different with somebody else. Prog rockers are awesome like that because they're always working with different artists and it's very fresh and they last forever That's because right. they're, they're always staying creative. So to me, it feels like, and maybe it's because I feel like Europeans have a much more of a freer, like move around attitude, you know, <laughs> a pre-Brexit attitude that you can kind of do right. stuff. You know, and, right. and that's why, like, if there's a break, I didn't think, oh, it's a breakup. It's more just, you know, a timing it's, thing. Yeah, it's a timing thing. You just want to, you know, like, put the band on ice for a while, you know. Let, let it, you know, sometimes it's good to let time work yeah. for you. You know, just totally. just wait. Wait it out. You know, see, you know, when, when it's time again, you know, because also I always said, you know, I don't want to repeat myself. I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. I just want to, uh, uh, you know you know, put out an album or, or, you know, go on tour when we have something to say. Don't just do it because you, you know, you have the, you feel like you're, you're forced to do it. I don't want to feel that, you know, I, I want to, I want to do it at the, at the right time. You know, so, uh, those, those two breaks, they just have to happen and, and something came good out of the first one, obviously. Oh yeah. That's that was good you time. Know? That probably saved the band yeah. to a whole yeah, new, absolutely. I don't think we'd be talking because, Maybe we would, but I don't think it would have been the same band. It may have been you right. with a different project. Because right. clearly you weren't right. going to stop with what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. 
Yeah, because you know, you know because this whole this whole idea of merging like metal and, and electronic music, if if you know, I mean, if uh, I would have continued after the entering the arena album or mini album, what it was, um, it, it may have turned out to be a whole different thing, you know, right. because I, I dealt in, in that whole uh, metal, you know, scene at the time that really changed my perspective and broadened my horizon again. You helped you know, create a scene too, is what you did. More interesting, yeah. You know, so, you help you help create a whole new yeah. scene for the record labels to cash yeah. in on <laughs> without realizing right. it. You know, right. all the bands that followed you with that I've made some good money off that yeah. one, and it was neat because right. with with the '90s and then like say like with rock and metal had the weird times, and then say grunge came in or alternative had the weird couple of years. But after the first couple of years of alternative and grunge, it got really weird for music. And I don't think right. anybody knew where to go. I think the labels, I think nobody knew what type of music. Like, it was everywhere. It was a new album, a new, 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 new look. It was just no one was like a band anymore, just who they were. And and the fact that you could do whatever you wanted to do, you know, whatever you wanted mm-hmm. to, right. made you exist on your own, you know, nonlinear line of just kind of creating right. your own vision. Like, you're in your own world. This is Dead Corrupt's world. We're just going to do our thing. Right. And if you're here, you're here. And if you're not, you're not, you know. That's right. And I think it's kept the band alive because those are some weird, in my opinion, like the weird 90s, 2000s. There's some, there's some weird years, too, besides your break, musically, I think. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, like I said, you know, to me, it's 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 good to to know when you have to stop and uh, take a break, time work, work for you, and then come back when you have something to say. And that's what we did, you know. I mean, the, 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 the next album we put out after we, we formed in 2005 was a kind of best of album, but all re-recorded versions of all the, the songs that we, you know, that were worth it, and uh, so to speak. And, and also, uh, you know, we, uh, we had some, some new stuff on it. But, but that also helped to, um, you know, update the, uh, the tracks Basically, yeah. because because the new versions, I think, uh, sound more contemporary, and and that makes it, uh, you know, th- those are still the versions that we play live, because they, you know, the, the old versions, of the '90s or '80s versions, they wouldn't work in this context anymore. I mean, we have a different uh, sound, and and uh, you know, it's harder, it's more, uh, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, contemporary. It so would be that's... weird because some of your older stuff, your newer stuff, without that bridge. It'd be like a car. It'd be like driving. It'd be like, because be so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, it'd be right, so right, different. Right. And I actually, right. this is, and it's really a three, two, two, three parter. Is songwriting, and is how when you're writing songs, and they're probably different styles. Do you maybe like put them aside? Say, all right, this might be for this type of music, and then you kind of pull like what mood you're in, or are you actually writing in that style? Then also, how are you figuring out your set list because you have such a wide, a wide, you know, piece. You know, so when you do your albums, and you're like, is it going to be metalish, electronic? Is it going to be covers? Like, do you have like a couple different albums planned at a time? I know I ask you a lot of questions at once, so <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Well, your brain it, works it all, good. You know, yeah, it's all intertwined in a way. The thing yes. is, when I write songs, I usually start with a you know like a, a riff, a melody, something you know like that. You know, then I have a in my head and I play it on the guitar you know I, mm-hmm. I usually um, you know record it and uh, you know put it aside and then basically I collect 
before I do an album. I collect okay. all these ideas, and uh, you know, then I go back, listen to them, and also I just sometimes just write down some notes, and then I try to piece them together, like like certain bits pieces that fit together, mm-hmm. and make it a whole song. That's how I do okay. it. So you kind of see what it feels like, and it kind of shapes it. You kind of shape it into what you feels like the the right. big picture looks like when you hear it all. Right. The the thing is, I, I usually have an idea of what the next album should sound like or what it mm-hmm. should be like. And uh, like I said, and then I I collect all these ideas and then patch them together. You know, at a certain point when it's time to do mm-hmm. that, basically for the album. You know, uh, like I you know just working on on a new album. Uh, first two tracks I pretty much done and uh, the direction is clear I mean I know what what it's supposed to sound like so I have all these ideas you know written down or like I said recorded and then I just put them together whatever fits together and and works well and sometimes it's also um, that I have lyric ideas and I write down you know like these well ideas then sometimes I follow up on them and, and add more to them and then uh, you know make them complete them uh, to the music. Mm-hmm. While I'm listening to the music, you know, like uh, whatever fits, like because you know sometimes it's like some some music doesn't um, require certain words, but like like certain type of words, you know, like um, so, some lyrics don't fit uh, with certain music. So you really have to see, you know, what what may work together and, and what doesn't. The other thing is um, when I when I write um, some songs, I write on keyboards. So when I write on keyboards, I usually decide um, whether these or the ideas of the music will require guitar or fit with the guitar. Uh, you know, in a guitar. Electronic, you know, metal, industrial, whatever context. If not, then we have this new outlet called the Robo Sapiens, <laughs> which the album is is completed, finished, and will come out sometime, uh, hopefully this year. Awesome. Um, and and that's uh, basically an all electronic album. So because Sweet. I was I, got, I was frustrated that you know sometimes I have these great songs that work really well in a you know uh, in an all electronic uh, context but if we wanted you know like for example uh, the last two albums they were you know electronics and, and guitars mixed right. um and and if if you put out an album like that it, it doesn't really work well you know it, it sometimes it does like on the machinist of joy album there were some tracks that were all electronic and they worked well in the context but sometimes it doesn't Depending on how the, the songs are, you know, and and, and um, at least you know we don't have to like you know keep them in the drawer then for 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 forever, you know, like like yeah. some of these songs were in the you know they 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 were created like in the early two thousands that ended up on the Machines of Joy album fifteen years later, you know, so <laughs> so you know so we can actually uh, uh, you know put them on the you know, out as the Robo Sapiens, which is essentially, you know, three of the Crooks guys, yeah, uh, Ralph, Marcel, and myself, and um, you know, basically record the or, or the release an all electronic album. 
which I know we have a fan base that likes that the best, you know, so that, right. that works too, you know, it's, it's great. And then I really enjoy doing that. And um, yeah, like I said, the album should be on sometime this year, I think. Excellent. We're looking for it. So the last question was part of that one is, how are you doing? Are you figuring your song, your song list? Because you said you have a, a lot of your newer stuff is popular. Do you have old fans that are like, dude, why are you not playing his song? You're killing me. I've been a fan since 80. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you get those. Right. <clears throat> the, the, the thing is, and it's, it's good that you're reminding me because I need to actually finish the set list for the tour today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally forgotten about it because my drummer has been bugging me. So the thing is, um, I try to keep a balance between songs that, of course, you have to play because they are, you know, I mean, we, we've done tours where we didn't play Fatherland, where we didn't play Machineries of Joy. <clears throat> but it's always a little bit, um, you know, I, I always feel like it's it's not fair to the audience because you know they want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't include those songs, it's, you know, it's just, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to go home and say, well, you know, why in the hell didn't they play this song? Like you just said, you know, I don't want to disappoint anybody. On the other hand, you know, we have enough new stuff that is popular with the fans. Like I said earlier, you know, like, um, uh, you know, all these tracks like, like uh, Robo Sapien, uh, right. Nazi on Speed and, and, and Vision 2020 Vision and all that. So we can choose from newer stuff, older stuff, and then also include some songs yeah. that are, um, you know, that we haven't played before. You know, I always like to include a few tracks that people haven't heard in a long time. Um, like on the next tour, we play uh, Isolation again, you know, which fits the, you know, our nowadays uh, situation. We haven't played that one in, in years. Um, and, and also some other tracks. I don't want to give it all out right now because, you know. <laughs> you don't even know yourself what you're talking about. You still have right? to work on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but, but you know, I, I already have them all. I know, I get out. that. I'm harassing but, you. But the thing is, you know, uh, I want to surprise people, too, you know, just uh, yeah. keep it a, a little bit uh, exciting. So it's it's basically between those three, you know. You know, some old stuff that, that are like, uh, you know, like favorites, you know, fan mm-hmm. favorites, other ones that are like new favorites, and then also some, uh, you know, surprises, basically. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect mixture for, for new fans, old fans. I think when you look at songs, you feel like you may have more songs with some of the older songs that people have to hear. It's not so much karaoke. It's more like you wrote a piece of music that touched somebody so powerfully and it's such right. a gift that you could do as a musician to be able to do that as a musician that it still resonates so much that when people right. hear that music, you remember, they're, they're, you're taking them back to that moment, that great minute of their three minutes right. or four minutes. You're giving them that moment back, which is right. priceless. Exactly. You, know? you don't want to disappoint them. You know, and like I said, it, the, the thing is, too, you know, that, that these songs, are, they still mean a lot to me, too. You know, when I play Fatherland, it still means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So... You know, not playing it um, would be a mistake. Yeah, I think it's an important, uh, you know, statement and song. And uh, songs like "Machineries of Joy" are also important. I mean, they're all important to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be playing them. You know, I, I know there are bands that always have the same set list, pretty much. You know, and and That's they know, hard. yeah, and they know, you know, the fans want to hear the three or four songs that that they were 
you know, that made them popular, basically. You know, but luckily we have more. Right. We have more to choose from. So we don't, we're not running out of options. So that's good. I, I even think with those bands that do the same set list, I wish they would stop and do a couple of the songs because I get why you do it. But then for the fans that still go over a year, go back and do some other deep dive stuff. Right. The, at least from other albums. So at least right. they're hearing newer stuff that they also loved to mix that's it up. Right. That's you know what right. I mean? That's where it gets stale. Actually, more, you, more newer stuff too. You know, like, like, oh God, uh, yeah. yeah. I love it's new good. stuff, but I think, but the problem is a lot of people. You know, most people go get beer or something and the new stuff. I'm usually the first one because I, I'm, yeah, I'm saying, not, I've got the album already. You know, right. I already have all the old albums. I've heard it a million times. I want to see you do the new stuff live. Right. It's new. Right. And see, the, the thing is, what we what we uh, what we found uh, found out was basically that the the response to the to the new fa- uh, fan favorites I was love stronger now. than 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 the older ones. You know that people really like the new stuff, so that's why we play all this, this these you know new fan favorites later in the set because people respond to them even better than to the old stuff, <laughs> which is amazing. That's As amazing. I'm saying, I mean that we don't have this situation where people go like, oh, they're playing World of Safety, you know, this and that, you know, let's go and have a beer. No, they that they're actually you know top of the list though, you know, because they're uh, also you know like when we we got the uh, like Spotify. Uh, you know the the basically the, oh, yeah, the mode yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean all this new stuff is like way up there. You know, so that's good. That's very good. cool. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm glad to hear all that. Um, well, you've answered a ton of my questions and you've given us some time today. I appreciate it. I hope a lot of your fans are getting some information they haven't heard before and kind of sharing the moment. I want I want to thank you very much for this. It's been great. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It's been, it's been awesome.